Welcome again to the Syntegration Station. I am your host, TK, along with my co-host, Ryan. Last week, we left off discussing some of the pros and cons of custom lighting work. We discussed a little bit about how things come together. This week, we are going to discuss some of the upcoming projects that Syntegration has and all the fun things that come along with custom work. So, tune in and check it out here on the Syntegration Station. So last week when we left off, you had kind of shared with me about a current job that you guys had done recently where the client wasn't 100% happy. However, you came back to the drawing board. You sat down with the team. You guys devised a couple of different solutions to the issue that they were having. And you ended up making them a customer for life, right? Yeah. And I actually just heard back from those clients. Uh, They love it. Uh, We're doing a photo shoot of their house soon um, for a publication. So... A photo we're shoot. Doing a photo shoot of it. Really? Yeah, so we're setting up a meeting. I think it might have even been this morning uh, to go take some photos. We did a really cool project for them, and that landscape lighting project was an add-on that turned into us ultimately changing out some fixtures, and, and now it just looks super clean. So it's nice. Yeah. So basically, what happened was you guys came up with the plan, and this is for the outdoor lighting pathway lighting uh, plan because you guys had already done a plan inside. Uh, the husband gave you the go ahead to do it. You guys came out, you started installing this new pathway lighting. The wife saw it and was like, I don't like that. I want to do something different. You said, no problem. That's what we do. So you went back to the drawing board. You came up with some new solutions. Uh, I, I guess new fixtures is what you guys did. You guys came out, you installed the new fixtures, and that was one of the options that you offered that she really liked. And we did do a few options, and that's because we we want to make sure that we're not just pigeonholing somebody in a decision. Right. We want to say, what style do you like? And then we'll, we'll really Custom get into work, right. what looks the best and what's the most applicable for like that that location of where they want. Absolutely. It. It's just a really narrow sidewalk. It's uh, kind of near the downtown Denver area. And it's it's just tight. So you want these little small fixtures and, and that's really what it, the project deserves. So now it just looks perfect. And they gave you raving reviews, which I love because again, that is at the end of the day, you're wanting to make your clients absolutely happy and it's awesome to hear. And so we're talking about this summer and how it's been crazy. So have you had any other jobs this summer where you've had to come up with solutions to issues that you, you know, like encountered during the install or the, the process of what Syntegration does? Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's always some little quirks in the, in the process and more in particular, I'd say that we had a couple uh, issues with motorized shades on a couple in jobs. Oh boy. And we do okay. a lot of motorized shades and I would say it's surprising if there's not some issue. And okay. it usually relates to construction materials. Sometimes the walls are kind of not straight, could be a little bit tweaked, uh, which can make us look bad because we're installing a shade on a crooked wall. It's like, it doesn't work. It's like your wall doesn't work. <laughs> oh wow. Um, and, but with their solutions to that, so we add shims or we're able to adjust it as we need. But we had a particular job where we had these integrated shades inside the pockets of ceiling so you know you're looking in a room you just see a a shade come out of the ceiling essentially it's not like there's this big bulky thing on the wall that a shade comes out of it's it's a really cool integrated solution above a window and uh the shade just like didn't fit so it was so the the pocket was too small the pocket was too small it was and that's not something that you guys did it was the the builder who just didn't build it to spec it was like a just too small almost oh, like man. if the, they use the wrong sheetrock or something like that but all the other pockets in the project were fine okay. so we run into these issues and at the end of the day it was just kind of uh 
just muscling it in there. It did fit. It was just extremely tight. And that's the stuff we deal with as home technology professionals. We're also dealing with arduous construction related tasks. Uh, and it's this like weird hybrid of uh, construction and technology intertwined in our installation practice. Which is, I think, something that everybody, when it when it comes to multiple variables as far as getting things to work together is in unison, you're always going to have something that's not going to be working the way that it should or your expectation of the pocket was, hey, this particular size of shade is going to fit and it's going to fit nicely and you physically get there and now you're like, hey, this isn't working. Yeah, and it's a 14 foot you know, wide shade. Maybe it's 10 are they foot heavy? Or, oh, yeah, are, are, you need two people for these. It's uh, it's a substantial piece. The end product is amazing, but like it sure. is it is a piece of hardware. It's like a, essentially like a beam that like you know you're putting okay. up there. Not as heavy, but you get it. Sure, absolutely, yeah. And it's funny because it's not only the fact that it's heavy and that it's like you said, like you have this custom plan already put in place, and now you're there to you know to execute that plan, and then you run into this issue. You're like, what do you do? Get a, like a saw and just cut out part of the wall, or like in this instance, you said you guys just kind of muscled it in there, and so we were able it, to, it worked. Yeah, get it in there with a little into you know, just just get in there and get it done. Sure, and just and, yeah, uh, we, you know it, the the whole. The crux of this is this is in a, a primary suite. So the, the owners are moving into their house and now we want to get shades installed so they could sleep. They have these sure. beautiful floor to ceiling windows and it's hard to go to bed or even feel like you're in the privacy of your own home when you don't have motorized draperies or shades. So we became a pretty crucial part of the project to make sure we could get it done. And that's awesome. And again, back to last week, we talked about standard. And I think that, you know, the standard of what you do, because even in this instance that, you know, you have to, you know, take more time to do it, right? Let's say, you know, if you bid the job at X amount of hours, as far as your labor goes, and then you have to come in and spend more time than you expected on doing something, but that wasn't an issue that you guys had created. It was the builder's issue. That's I'm right? so glad you brought that up. Like that is the kind of a big decision in, in companies like ours is how does labor work? Because you run into issues. Do you eat the cost of labor? Do you have detail and explanation to a client of here's what wrong? You know, we didn't make this, you know, our fault. Some people don't necessarily want to hear that, though. So um, it's a little bit of a, you know, kind of a dance with understanding how you're applying labor to a project and, and what overall expectations you you provide to a client up front. Um, it's, it gets messy when you just start adding you know, it costs this much now towards the end of a project, it, it seems a little shady. So we try to bring those things up front if we know there's an arduous task or if, you know, something unrelated happens, it, it would have to be a change order. Yeah. And I think, and again, in, in business, it, it's going to happen. Like there's, no it's doubt. inevitable that you're going to, you know, I have a friend who has been a professional painter now 20 plus years. I'm sure. He's seen a lot. One of the biggest things that he runs into is a client will hire him, say, I want to paint this room. It's a big room, you know, 15 foot ceilings. I want to paint it this color. And the tone of the color initially is, um, you know, a certain tone, right? Or a certain, um, you know, hue or whatever. And then they get the entire room painted and then they look at it and they go, no, don't like it. And you're like, okay, why didn't you stop me on the first wall? So, so TK, I think yes. this is like, makes my brain fire when I hear this. Cause yes. the idea of lighting is how you perceive color too. Right. Absolutely. So 
I actually think that what you're bringing up, it might have been in daylight too, but depending on what they did with lighting in the room could have made or break, you know, what the color, the color the way, yes, the way it's it displayed. It is crazy how much you could change a room based on the type of lights. A blue could look green, a purple could look red. It, it's, yes. it's kind of crazy. So, um, to the, in that instance, if we could have put different lights in, maybe it would have looked perfectly acceptable, which is kind of funny to think about in hindsight now. And I'm glad that you segued to that because that's where this went. Oh, yeah. This was daylight. Okay. She's like, I don't like it. I don't like the color on the yeah. walls. I don't like the way that it's... It was. I think it was even a, um, a semi-gloss. Okay. So it was actually kind of shiny, yeah. right? Okay. So... This is like a new build on this house. And that night, he she calls him and he's telling me the story. That night, she calls him and she's like, so I looked at the room again because they hadn't moved into the house. It was like a new build. So they were, you yeah. know, they were, and he was painting the all in the entire interior of the home. So this was the biggest room. And so they wanted to start there and then move to the other rooms. She calls him and says, I realized that when I was looking at the color during the day, I didn't like it, but I also realized that all like there was no shades on the window so it was all straight sunlight but now that i'm looking at the color i like it and so he was like a big sigh of relief oh yeah that's the biggest sigh of relief you're like worked itself out oh yeah 20 gallons of paint like in premium paint right so she was it, there wasn't an issue as far as paying him to repaint the room it was just physically the time and and him and he's already thinking okay if she wants to change the color of the paint is she going to want to change it darker because then if she changes it darker then it's going to change the amount of layers that he has to put on so on and so forth but yes the lighting was what so she's like oh no i like it now i realized i needed to put shades on the windows yeah. and i think that uh, i will like it better with like art on the they, walls they should have called us we could have done the whole thing touche right yeah right <laughs> so but so you you run into that issue it sounds like you guys run into the issue too where you might install something initially and the client might not like it per se and then they you give them it's like give them a day and they come back have you had that issue at all this summer we like, like to call it the bacon period the baking period bake in so oh bake you, in you okay let what's in front of somebody the technology in front of them the user interfaces Bake in, live with it, test it, try to break it, you know, well, not physically break it, but you get right, it. Right, right. Um, and, and it allows somebody to really feel like if they do like it, I like it because of X, or I don't like it because of Y. And it breaks down the perception and the subjective nature of what some people hold on to as to like, you know, how should it work? So uh, we let people live with it. And sometimes no changes are needed. Sometimes changes are needed. And... That's what we do. Have you had any of that kind of issue this summer? Like, uh, We've definitely adjustments. Uh, one of the big things is lighting scene adjustments. So as uh, you know, the times change and we commission a project in the winter and it becomes summer and the days are longer, maybe we need to work with them to do updates to lighting scenes of uh, time of day or change it to astronomical settings. So it actually goes with the time of when the sun's down or the sun's up. So little details like that, that we dial in with clients that, you know, just want to like, you know, make it better or, or, or things that sure. they didn't recognize initially that they wanted us to make sure we could change on the project. Absolutely. And it also sets a standard for syntegration with the quality of work that you guys do and the visuals that you paint. So last week we left off, uh, we were talking about moving into the fall. You guys have a huge job coming up and it's something to do with um, LED lighting and, and Halloween. Like, what do you what, what, what do you have on that? That's, those are two points that it, it is about and more. 
So we have this really great project uh, up in Breckenridge, uh, roughly 10,000 square foot home. So it's, it's sizable and it's, it's very wide and it has a lot of really interesting pitches and dormers and just cool architectural and exterior detail. And the customer has really cheap, just like holiday lighting throughout. It's the bulbs and some are out and overall it needs to be scrapped. And we're presenting this really clean LED linear lighting solution that's going to essentially follow an outline of the entire exterior of all the pitches of the home. And each section of it's addressable so we could do different colors. And I should mention it's it's not a hokey, you know, cheap color LED system. This is something when it's in use is just really beautiful ambient white lighting and it could be dialed into warmer, cooler white. So it is overall beautiful accent lighting that also happens to be cool, colorful lighting when you want it to be. So it's not like you're going up in the summer taking this it down. This is a fix to the structure. We'll live there forever. Um, okay. And if we do our job right, you really won't see many wires, if any at all. And uh, we are renting some bucket trucks. We're going to be up on the basically pretty high off the ground, getting everything installed. There's an element to creating curated programs so we could do a holiday scene whether that's you know christmas or hanukkah or, or any of the things that you're celebrating uh in addition you know halloween we could do oranges black's not something we could do just because it's just a section that's dark but that is literally how we would do it if we pre-configured a halloween scene it might be uh sections have been turned off or are black and sections that are orange uh, or other you know cool colors too but it's it's one of our larger exterior lighting jobs that we've taken on and it's going to be visually so cool and you can see it um lit up from you know the like the whole main strip of where you are in breck it's one of the large homes up in the mountain so um, I won't say who it is, but it's a really great client of ours. And that's awesome. And so like, just so I understand, so you guys, you said bucket truck. So that's basically going out and you've got the pitches on the house that are so tall. It's yeah. It's like a, like a bucket lift. Like it's actually like almost like a oh, yeah, yeah, okay. section and then we are able to move it slightly too. Ah, yeah, okay. exactly. So uh, like the but cable it's like 40 guys. feet tall this one. Okay. Okay. So okay. we have, uh, yeah, we got to use a little bit of tools on this job. So we get to have some fun on it. So being inexperienced in this, what what kind of uh, time frame would that, or is that going to take you guys once you start? I, that's where assuming this job will take us about a week. And then, you know, there's always the cool polish or bacon period where we can, well, polish the job up and let the client, you know, really play with it and let us know what he's observed, what, what the, what they have observed too. And okay. Uh, yeah. And is this kind of a system where you could hook music to like, so if you wanted to do like a holiday theme and you wanted to play, you know, different music, uh, Christmas music along with the lighting, is there a way to um, program this type of lighting to like music or songs? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up too. <laughs> yeah. So you could tie it into the home audio system and you can also say where you want it to happen. Cause usually when you tie in music, it's, it's, it's very dynamic and changing and flashing. So that might only be a small section of the house that we do that uh, by like the patio area. So if they're doing entertainment, if there's, you know, cool like pop music going on, we have, you know, colors going um, and, and yeah, we, we can achieve that. And we also have the lighting shining down. Uh, that way it's still staying in uh, compliance with dark sky. So it, we're not doing any unneeded 
light pollution up and out of the home. We have it all uh, cascading down. The way that you design it, right? Because you could just throw lights up and they shoot every which way and then the neighbors are like, shut your lights off. Yeah, and this is an ordinance thing too. So okay. we're, we're pre-planning to have it set at a certain dimming level after a certain time of day or night. So it's, uh, you know, there's levels to this too. HOAs are real. So we got we got to pay attention to those <laughs> things. true. Um, and uh, sometimes we work with uh, communities too if they're wanting to change you know, policy or something like that, we were able to provide documentation of what a system would look like. Right. Which is important because we just talked about how, you know, going out and doing a job and then, you know, you get everything installed and everything's working great. But then with, especially with HOAs, because some HOAs are very um, particular and they can be really difficult to work with at times um, when you're, you know, as simple as putting a flag in your front yard. So oh, sure. if you're putting up a lighting system and somebody's like, hey, wait a minute, you didn't pass the HOA, you know, protocols. I had hedges too, too big when I was in Florida. And, and I, I almost feel like Florida is like HOA haven. Like oh, every man. community is, is an HOA and, um, a lot of them are very opinionated, <laughs> right? So uh, yeah, we, we we got a couple letters for various things, you know. <laughs> okay, so this uh, this house that you're working on now, uh, not that uh, again, not knock on wood, right? Because uh, you want every job that you guys do to to just flow seamlessly. Um, so let's say one section of the lighting, let's say we're to go out, like what would be a solution? Uh, client calls you, um, middle of December says, Hey, you know, I noticed one of the pitches on my house. Uh, there's one section of lighting and it's just not working. What is a simple solution for something like that? Uh, I'm going to nerd out for a second, explain what infrastructure is Please in place. Do. And that will let you know how easy it is to determine what's actually wrong with it. Cause if a section's out, there's two things happening. Uh, well, how it's designed is there's exterior outlets throughout the, the house on the exterior, which is part of the house currently. So we have these, think of it as like literally zones, these these powered outlets. Uh, and, and next to the powered outlet, we have a DMX decoder. Basically this, this piece that is allowing communication to tie into the lights, but not powering them. Uh, it, it's specifically meant so it can add it to the system, that section. Okay. So we have two things happening. We have power and communication to each of them. And the communication is daisy chained between all the lights. So they basically jump, but the power's localized. So we could basically make a determination. Is there a break in the chain? And if there is, a lot of the section would be off. Or is there a power issue? And we might have to reset possibly a GFI that is an outdoor, uh, like, you know, duplex outlet. Right. So in my mind, it's either somebody broke our Cat 6 cable that's between our DMX decoders or someone's power outlet is 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 done for. Or uh, there could be a defect with the LED uh, strip lighting. But that's probably the least likely of the of the two so technically like you go out and you troubleshoot the problem now um we had talked about in previous episodes um i believe it was control four right was that the the, the, the software that runs the hardware is is that the yeah. same uh is that the same thing that runs the led the control four is that in this project we are doing control for integration and overarching control of this uh led dmx lighting system that sounds really advanced. So client calls you, says, hey, I got a section out. Uh, your team goes out and, or one of you goes out and says, okay, this is the issue that you're having. And so let's just say uh, you said somebody cut the cat six. Is that a simple solution like to replace that wire? Or is that something that you have to go out and spend an entire day re like redoing or? Uh, I think we could probably add a jumper wire and like okay. make a connection. If like something got severed, uh, we could probably just add some sort of jumper or, you know, 
termination because i think for me like i know when i when i spend you know a large amount of money on a project or something like and there's a lot of variables that play a role um what i like to know is like when there's an issue and like you said you centralize like one section there might be four different reasons why that one section is not working but you're able to go out and and troubleshoot that one section and figure out pretty quickly why it's not working whether the, the strip is bad or you you know you have a cut cable or you need to reset a gfi but what i like to hear and i think people in general like to hear is that you're not just going i don't know I don't know what's wrong. No, no, never. Let's be honest. Like that again, back to standard. Yeah. When you talk about standard, when it comes to, you know, building a a, a custom plan for somebody. And in this regard, we're talking about lights. You know, someone says, hey, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars to do this. And the expectation is, okay, cool. Well, in the event there is an issue, the solutions that we can figure out why this is doing this or why it's not working or whatever is boom, 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 boom. Or as somebody that, you know, likes to purchase things and, and, you know, wants them to work right. Because the one thing I will say personally, and and this is just me, is when something doesn't work and it should work, I get really frustrated quickly. And I want to bite the person that sold it to me's head off. Like, bro, I paid you all this money. Why is this not working? Have you had that issue before where clients just, before they kind of let you figure out the solution, they kind of bite your head off? Is that, is that something that you dealt with? Yes. Uh, yeah. And it happens, you know, there's uh, you know, and, and some of it has to do with timing. If you have a party, like that's of the utmost importance. If your AV system isn't working, but also technology can be temperamental. There are instances where hardware just breaks and it's outside of our control. And there's things that you could do to, you know, pre- prevent that, which is making sure that you have the latest and greatest hardware or upgrading gear as suggested by uh, your integrator. So I recommend paying attention to times where we recommend upgrading hardware because more than likely it it never will have an unlimited lifespan. You need to take care of your, your hardware and you need to update it. So as long as you do those things, you, you shouldn't find yourselves in, in too much of a, a problematic situation. And I think that plays into what Syntegration uh, is working on with the agent packages, correct? Yeah, well, we have... Um, we have agents that we apply for control for projects that help us run jobs smoothly, but we also have a thing called the wellness uh, plan or a wellness program that we're doing for our clients, which is so huge and so helpful. And we've just started doing it, are already seeing the benefits for not only our company of an unnecessary labor charge of you know replugging something in, uh, but also from our clients, we're able to distinguish and identify problems before they actually know that there's an issue which is big because if you could tell somebody that the TV is not going to work when they go to their vacation house before they go there, or if you're able to fix it before they go there, oh my God, it's that's that's so big. And um, that's what we're doing is, is making sure we do auto updates on all of our client systems, making sure firmware is up to date, uh, checking all connections on connected devices. And if we do a generated report for all of our clients that are subscribed to the program, and uh, it gives them peace of mind to know, hey, my system's working, or hey, I have a red flag on this. And uh, we can certainly address it, but it's up to us to uh, you know, find those issues for you. That's integration standard. I love it. That was great. I love hearing about uh, current projects, and I'm excited to sit down here um, next week, and we can talk about some more of your current projects that Syntegration's working on. I'm excited about the projects too. More to, more to come. Yes. So uh, tune in as we continue talking about uh, the Syntegration standard, and we will learn more about what the wellness plan is next time. I think we can talk about that a little bit. You're so right. Everybody could use a wellness plan. 
Wellness plans are good. Thanks for coming on today, Ryan. Thanks, TK. Good talking to you, too. Next week, we're going to dive into some new conversation about motorized shades. All right. Sounds good. We always love the fun stories. So stay tuned for that. You are listening to The Disintegration Station with your host, TK, along with his co-host, Ryan. You can like and subscribe and share on Google, Amazon, and Anchor. Please leave a comment. And until next time, people, stay smart.